Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Jeff Rieger. Another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Friday, October 27th, 2023. It's Friday. Thank God. Has this not been a long week? It really has. It feels like it's been the longest week ever. Good to make it to Friday. Big weekend. I hope everybody has in store for themselves. I don't want you to get jealous, so I probably shouldn't tell you this, but after this podcast, I'm going to play 18. Probably the last time I'm going to play 18 holes this year. I was invited to a country club. Who the hell's inviting me to a country club? You look at me, you probably don't see country club, do you? But that's right. I'm doing it upright. It's probably my last round of golf for the year because have you seen the temperatures for next year or next week? Oh, they're brutal. Although we do rebound a week from today. It gets back in the 60s. So this might not be it for me. Clinging on. Every day I get a chance to play golf is a great day, isn't it? So don't get jealous of me. But it's going to be like 75 and sunny. And I'll be out on the course drinking heavily because it's been a long week. But let's get through this, shall we? Because I feel the Michigan sign-stealing scandal has kind of sucked the life out of me. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a Michigan fan. At first, it was comical. Then I went through another stage where I couldn't get enough information. Now, I just kind of want it to be over. But I know it's not going to be over anytime soon. But I talked about this a little bit yesterday. And by the way, thank you for the views and the follows and the comments and the rates and the downloads. People seem to dig the podcast yesterday. It's like two in a row that you don't hate me, it seems like, which is nice. But there were a couple things I said yesterday that I wanted to elaborate on today because I did spend a good portion of my day on Thursday getting some new information, whether it be reading stuff online or whether it be talking to people, because now the one question everybody's asking is not did Michigan steal signs, not is this a big deal, not is it a competitive advantage. All that stuff is done. We've already decided that stuff, right? Now people want to know if it can affect Michigan this year. We already talked about the NCAA. The NCAA moves like a snail. 
it's not going to affect Michigan this year. Now, eventually the NCAA will have its rulings and maybe it vacates games. Maybe it suspends people. I don't know. But whatever the NCAA decides to do, you'll deal with it as a Michigan fan. But you will have already lived the moment, hopefully. You would have already seen Michigan maybe go to the CFP, maybe win a national title for the first time since 1997. So the one thing that I'm concerned with, and I've seen it written about a ton, so it's out there, is can anything wreck this year for Michigan? Like, forget about the NCAA. Apparently, they were in town yesterday talking to Michigan. Maybe they weren't, depending on who you follow on Twitter. But they are not a factor right now. I'm worried about finishing the season, getting a chance to play Penn State, getting a chance to play Ohio State, going to the CFP, and possibly winning a national title. That's what I'm concerned about. And I'm concerned when you're looking at the scandal that seems to get bigger each day and new news comes out each day. And by the way, I got some more news for you at the end of this podcast about it. But every day it gets worse and worse. I am fearful that one of the governing bodies of college football might screw with Michigan, might throw a wrench into their season. And there'd be three governing bodies. Let's start with the first and the most likely to screw over Michigan if they wanted to. And that's the Big Ten. The Big Ten has the ability, if they wanted to, to open up their own investigation. That's a possibility. So it's not the NCAA that you should be worried about. It's the Big Ten that you should worry about. According to Adam Rittenberg from ESPN, he tweeted yesterday that the Big Ten can initiate their own investigation, which they have not done yet, but they can. The Big Ten can also offer up two tiers of discipline. And it would be under the sportsmanship policy. The first tier is no big deal. They'll fine you 10 Gs, two-game suspension for whoever they want, and you go about your life. But in Michigan's case, this is unprecedented. This is serious. This seems to be a big deal, this sign-stealing network. It would be the worst of the two tiers, which would mean the Big Ten would have to go to their executive committee, which is made up of representatives from around the league. They would have a vote from Big Ten schools, if they should discipline Michigan, like keep them out of the Big Ten title game, potentially. And by the way, I don't think Michigan has a whole lot of friends around the conference. seems like everybody hates them. And now that they're cheating, they probably hate them even more. So if you're asking Ohio State, if you're asking Penn State, if you're asking Michigan State, <clears throat> they're probably going to say, fry them, discipline them, do whatever you can, keep them out of the Big Ten title game. So while there really isn't precedent, the Big Ten really hasn't done this. But at the same time, you haven't seen a sign-stealing scandal to this level. So this is unprecedented as well. And then you add a different layer because you know who the new Big Ten commissioner is. His name is Tony Petiti. He used to be the right-hand man of Rob Manford in Major League Baseball. Did you know that Petiti was tasked with disciplining the cheating 2017 sign-stealing Houston Astros. How ironic, right? He wanted to crucify them. He wanted to throw everything he could at the players, A.J. Hinch, the manager, 
the GM. But when it was all said and done because of collectively bargained issues, he wasn't able to really attack the players like he wanted to. So while the players still walk around with the stain, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman and company, Carlos Correa, they walk around with the stain of having cheated in 2017. <clears throat> Petiti wanted to do so much more. He wasn't allowed to. As you know, AJ Hinch got suspended. The GM, and drawing a blank on his name, he got suspended for a year as well. But Petiti doesn't seem like he messes around. So if he decided that this was serious enough, he could open up an investigation. He could go to the rest of the Big Ten schools, the executive committee, and they could get at Michigan. They could wreck their season. And that, we talked about this yesterday, to the fact that the Big Ten already thinks this is serious because they went to other Big Ten schools and said, Michigan has your signs. So every team that Michigan is yet to play, they went to Purdue, they went to Maryland, they went to Penn State, they went to Ohio State. They said, Wolverine's got your signs, people. Change them. They must have thought this was serious. They went to Michigan State and said, you don't have to play Michigan if you don't want to. They know every sign you have. Sounds kind of serious, doesn't it? So my biggest worry is that the Big Ten and Tony Petiti would seem like, hey, we're going to teach Michigan a lesson. So while the NCAA is doing their thing, their thing ain't going to come down the pipeline for quite some time. We're going to go after the Wolverines. And we're going to say, you know what? Maybe we suspend people. There's no proof that Harbaugh knew, but he is the CEO. We think coaches below, below him knew. We don't know who. But Petiti could get crazy. He could suspend guys. He could say Michigan can't play in the Big Ten title game. He could do whatever he wants. So, yes, I'm a little worried about that. But that's the first governing body. The second governing body that you might need to worry about is the College Football Playoff Committee. ESPN wrote about this. They could keep Michigan from playing in the playoff. So even if Petiti and the Big Ten doesn't do anything, the CFP committee could. However, the bylaws of the committee tell the people that serve on the committee that if a team is deemed eligible by the NCAA, then you got to rank them by their play on the field. So when you hear that sentence, you say to yourself, well, they couldn't touch Michigan. They couldn't keep them out of the CFP. The bylaws say if the NCAA deems you available to play or, or a, a bit, if the NCAA says you can play, then what are they going to do about it? They're not going to put you at five if you go undefeated. They're not going to put you at six. You get to go to the CFP. You get to try to win a national championship. I read this huge article by ESPN. And they talked to former committee members. And they all pretty much said the same thing. It's disgusting what Michigan is accused of. It is an unfair advantage what Michigan is accused of. And while there might be private conversation among the board members, nobody's going to come to the table and say Michigan can't play in the college football playoff. Add that to the fact that they're Michigan. They're, I don't know, get ratings. People love watching Michigan. Add that to the fact that they would become a villain. Everybody loves watching a villain. They would root for them to lose. Michigan is a draw. Michigan brings in bucks. Michigan brings in the ratings. So I don't think that the CFP committee is going to leave them out. 
of the CFP. So I'm not too concerned about that one. Now for the Big Ten, yes, Michigan is the cash cow with the Big Ten, golden goose, but so is Ohio State. And if Petiti is pissed off enough, he could decide to take action. And by the way, who knows how much more is going to come out. Every day something new is coming out. If it gets even worse, which is hard to believe, but if it gets even worse, then maybe the Big Ten finds a reason to act. But there's one more governing body. This is a wild card that could wreck Michigan's season, and that's Michigan. Let's not forget, Ward Manuel suspended Jim Harbaugh for three games to start the season. I don't think Jim enjoyed or liked that. I don't think Ward and Jim have a great relationship. I think there's a chance that both Ward and Jim are gone after this year. I also think there's a chance that Ward could think he's got to fight for his job here because the athletic department under Ward Manuel has been a train wreck. Whether it be the Michigan coach or the volleyball coach or Jawan Howard in the five-game suspension. What else happened? Mozzie Smith, Donovan Edwards, Jeff Jackson. Like, it hasn't been a great run program under Ward. Yeah, they're making money. Yeah, Michigan football is awesome. But maybe Ward feels like, oh, my God, can I take another issue? We've already had so many issues. So what if Ward went to the NCAA and pretty much threw the program and said, listen, we'll forfeit the rest. Our last game will be the Buckeyes. We won't go to the CFP. We won't go to the Big Ten title game. But in return for that, you need to stop. We'll let go of Jim Harbaugh. You need to stop. Whatever you undercover, uncover from this point on, it doesn't matter. You can't discipline us anymore. We'll give ourselves up. There's too much here. And by the way, I'm sure Ward knows what hasn't come out already. And if Ward's thinking the worst is yet to come out, would he think about doing that? My answer is no. I don't think so. He'd piss off every Michigan football fan. He'd piss off the student body. But more than anything, the NCAA is going to take forever with their investigation. Ward might be gone by then. Why would he do that? Unless some real awful stuff has yet to come out and Ward is pretty certain that it is going to come out, I don't think he would do that. I don't think you need to worry. I think Michigan wants to play. And I think Ward wants to see Michigan football win a national title. So of the three governing bodies, the Big Ten is the one you got to worry about. But even the Big Ten, I don't necessarily think you have to worry about all that much. So reading and talking to people on the phone yesterday, my nerves were kind of eased. I think Michigan's going to be allowed to finish the season. Now, if another crazy-ass part of this story comes out that makes them look even worse than they already look, then, of course, things can change. But for the time being, I think of what could happen to Michigan this year. I think they're going to play. And by the way, if they play and run the table and win the national title, that'd be pretty sweet. But it's really the only way as well that they could not be cheaters. You know, the biggest discipline so far from this scandal is public perception. And what people say about Michigan. Everybody loves this. They love to call Michigan the Wolverines, the cheaters. Jim Harbaugh, a cheater. But if Michigan runs the table, wins it all, you take away everybody's ammunition. 
They can't call you anything. What are they going to say? Hey, you cheated. And you're going to say, yeah, but we won it all. So apparently we were pretty good without Connor Stallions. Apparently we're pretty good without Connor Stallions as we were with Connor Stallions. So that's really the only way you can erase this stain. And while people will always say it for, I think, ever, Michigan State fans, Ohio State fans, they're all going to say you're cheaters. If you happen to win it all and you beat them all in the process, I don't know if they have a leg to stand on. The comment section below, are you worried at all that one of the governing bodies that we talked about, Michigan themselves, the CFP committee, or the Big Ten, throws a wrench in Michigan season? I'm not as worried now. But comment section below, let me know what you think. Now, before we let you go, let's get to some breaking news because it would not be the Michigan sign-stealing scandal if there wasn't breaking news, like, I don't know, every day. And yesterday was no different. Two stories I found super interesting, okay? Obviously, the big story so far was the Washington Post article. That was from Wednesday. But then on Thursday, this comes from Football Scoop. Now, I don't know if you want to believe Football Scoop like you believe the WAPA, right? The Washington Post. However, they have 150,000 followers on Twitter. Mike Valene was saying on his show on yesterday's show that the Football Scoop is big in the coaching hires. So they do have some credibilities, and they nailed some coaching hires, too. So whether you want to believe this or not, that's up to you. But I got to give it to you because it's more than anything. It's just funny. So apparently, Connor Stallions scouted SEC teams last year, Georgia and Tennessee. Both could have made the CFP. Michigan could have played them both in the college football playoff. So the story goes, allegedly, Michigan called up South Carolina who had to play Tennessee and Clemson, both teams that, of course, could have made the CFP. They had to play them the last two games of their season. Michigan wanted both Clemson and Tennessee out. They wanted to form their entire college football playoff bracket themselves. They wanted to make it easy on themselves. They wanted to play TCU, which, of course, they eventually did and lost. We'll get to that in a second. More on that in a second. But the story goes, according to Football Scoop, that Michigan either sold or just gave South Carolina their scouting on both Tennessee and Clemson. So South Carolina rolls into Rocky Top, right? That was the game that Hendon Hooker got hurt, and they put up 63 on Tennessee. They put up 63 on them. They were a 6-4 and four team at the time. They had just scored six points the game before against Florida. They roll into Rocky Top, put up 63 on the Vowels. Then they edge out Clemson in the next game. So you're talking about a 6-4 and four team, mediocre team. Their last two games of the regular season, they knocked off, what, two top five teams? Two teams that could have went to the college football playoff? And Connor Stallions filmed, of course, Tennessee and Clemson. Because he thought they were going to go to the CFP. So he turns around, allegedly, and gives the tape to South Carolina. South Carolina beats him. Like, what? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking to yourself, this is bogus. This is BS. Shut the hell up, Jeff. This is ridiculous. You're so gullible. You'll believe anything. Well, it's interesting. Because I was following a Tennessee guy on Twitter. 
and bet on me because I should have his name. In fact, I do have his name. Let me pull this up on my phone. I'm going to give you the guy's name. He deserves credit because this is brilliant, okay? This individual's name is Austin B on X, okay? Austin underscore vowels. And he hosts a Tennessee podcast, all right? Big Tennessee guy. He points out that South Carolina team that rolled in the Tennessee and wrecked the vowels season, again, in the game that Hendon Hooker tore his ACL in, do you know Shane Beamer was the head coach of South Carolina? What does that mean? Why do I tell you that? Shane Beamer was fined $25,000 back in 2016 for accepting a leaked game plan in a former coaching life. Not the first time he did it, if he did it at all. There's more, though. Do you know the defensive coordinator on that SC team? His name was Clayton White. Clayton White happened to work with Jim Harbaugh at Stanford from, what, 2010, 2008 to 2010, I believe the years were. Harbaugh was the head coach. Clayton White was his defensive backs coach. So you got a coach that already got busted and fined 25 G's for accepting a leaked game plan. And then you have a connection to Jim Harbaugh. But there's more. Did you know in that game, South Carolina and Tennessee, South Carolina's defense wore wristbands for the Tennessee game the only time they did it all season long? Do you believe it now? Was Michigan selling or even leaking their scouting? To South Carolina so they can knock off Tennessee, then turn around and knock off Clemson. And of course, the CFP path for Michigan just gets easier. Like, it's amazing. Of course, Michigan fans will say, oh, shut up. None of this is true. Show me proof. You believe whatever you want to believe. Football scoop is reputable enough. The story is super interesting. So I wanted to tell you that. That was one piece of news that broke yesterday. But I got one more story for you. This one comes from a much more reputable source, if you will. Ross Dellinger from Yahoo. Of course, Ross blew the cover off this story to begin with last week. Everybody keeps saying, why didn't Michigan scout TCU? Why? They were so thorough. The one thing you know about Connor Stallions and this entire network of sign stealing. I mean, they scouted Ohio State eight times, Georgia four to five times. Why wouldn't they scout TCU? They had to have figured they might have a chance to face them in the CFP. Especially after seeing Clemson lose and Tennessee lose, because maybe they gave their scouting to South Carolina. But whatever. Why did they scout TCU? Well, it turns out that they did. According to Ross Dellinger, they didn't do it at TCU. TCU has no record of Connor Stallions or anybody else scouting them. <clears throat> However, they must have scouted them on the road. Maybe the Horned Frogs are playing in the conference championship game. Maybe they were just playing in a road game because Michigan had their signs. So the story goes on Yahoo from Dellinger that apparently once TCU accepted the invite to the college football playoff, they started getting calls from everybody. Michigan's got your signs. Change your signs. Michigan has your signs. One of the coaches said they were told that Michigan had the most elaborate sign-stealing network in the history of the world. Sounds pretty dramatic, but maybe true too. 
Can you imagine? TCU gets the CFP and then everybody around college football hates Michigan and says, watch out for the Wolverines. They got your sides. So Sonny Dykes screwed with Michigan. Apparently, he decided to keep his old signals. So Michigan thought they knew them, but they turned out to be dummy signals. So they were old play calls that had since been changed, but Michigan did not know that. TCU said that Michigan still got them sometimes in a short yardage situation, but they outsmarted the Wolverines. Now, maybe they're just telling Gallinger this story to make themselves look good and feel good, but it did turn out to be one of the biggest upsets in college football last season. TCU beating Michigan. They were a seven and a half point dog going into the game and they scored 51 points on them. And apparently everybody told them, Michigan cheats. They got your signs. So you better do something. So Sunday Dykes screwed with Michigan. And apparently this is funny. If you read the article, one of the coaches said when they watched the game back on TV, they could see Connor Stallion standing next to Jesse Minter. Well, I guess it wasn't Minter back then, but whatever. The D.C. And he looked confused. Like apparently Stallions was pointing up thinking this should be a pass play. But Dykes knew he changed the old calls. So it happened to be a run play, let's say. So he totally outsmarted Connor Stallions and the Michigan Wolverines. Go read the story. It's unbelievable. That's the greatest thing about this entire scandal. Once you get past the fact that Michigan looks like crap here, once you get past the fact that the Wolverines are probably cheaters, once you get past the fact that Jim Harbaugh, even though there's no evidence that he knows, like how could he not know? The stories are pretty funny that come out of it. They really are. Like the two stories I already told you. So whether it be Tennessee and Clemson getting beat by South Carolina and South Carolina potentially having Michigan scouting plays and plans of Tennessee and, of course, Clemson, or whether it would be TCU being told by everybody in college football once they made the CFP playoff saying, Michigan cheats, you better change your signs. And they kept them the same, only changed them, and Michigan had no idea. And these are great stories. So, anyway. I just had to bring that up. That's the podcast for the day, people. Let me know, comment section below. Are you concerned the longer this goes on? You know there's going to be more news that comes out. Are you concerned that Michigan is going to have their season wrecked by one of the three governing bodies that we talked about? The Big Ten, College Football Playoff Committee, or, of course, Michigan themselves. Let me know, comment section below. I hope everybody has a fabulous weekend, but you know me, I do comments, people. If you're nice enough to comment, I'm nice enough to interact and read them. I appreciate you. Keep the comments coming. The good comment, this comes from Scott JF8. It says, awesome breakdown, Jeff. And dude, I was laughing my ass off when you said they didn't scout TCU and then you paused. Great stuff, Jeff. It's very nice. Thank you. And it turns out that apparently they did scout TCU, if you believe that story. Here's a bad comment. And this isn't from anybody specifically or in particular. I noticed yesterday's podcast got so many comments, got so many views. People are interested in Michigan and the sign-stealing thing, obviously. But I noticed more than one person told me the same thing. Apparently... When I was doing the podcast yesterday, I was 
spitting a lot. Now, I will say this. I think the light was just on me a weird way. So maybe it seemed like I was spitting more than I was. But I've come prepared. Here you go. Here you go. Somebody said I need to wear a raincoat when doing the podcast because I spit so much. Somebody called me Lou Holtz. Somebody said I better check my pants. Apparently, the spitting was noticeable. So I got my little bib here. I should have worn it the entire time. There you go. See it? There you go. <laughs> so it catches on my spit. So thank you for letting me know. I think I just did it again. That I'm spitting all over the place. That was the overwhelming thought from most viewers in yesterday's podcast. That apparently I spit a lot while I talk. I'm like Lou Holtz. Sorry. Sometimes you get a little saliva. What are you going to do? That's the episode of The Daily Ticket. I'll try to spit less. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll come back on Monday. We'll talk about the Lions taking on the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Who knows? I'm sure there'll be more Michigan news as well. Have a great weekend. I'm going to go golfing. See you. Bye.